Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive, a Sunday of what might have been for me. Uh, it was looking real, real good uh, until a couple of late swings in that morning slate. Uh, most notably that uh, 51-yard field goal by Vinatieri that wiped out my Denver Moneyline ticket. Um, and uh, and then uh, some heartbreak in the afternoon there. Uh, a couple close calls, couldn't quite get them home. So losing week for me, four and five. Uh, I did have a plus money winner on the Eagles. So Eagles. Didn't quite lose a unit, but don't love it when you don't have a winning Sunday. And... I don't really know whether to be angry or like just kind of shrug it off because number one, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. There were some sharp positions that got that super, super strongly that moved numbers moved a lot. Uh, and those bets did not get to the window. Um, it was not a great day for some of the sharper folks in the community, as far as I can tell you, just based on watching the markets and seeing the results. Um, that said, uh, I felt like I still had pretty decent reads across the board, even though I uh, didn't end up with a winning day. Uh, what were your general takeaways from this Sunday, Andy? Yeah, there was some God, I don't I hate being the guy talking about the refs, but there was some bad refing again. And some like, and really games. strange refing too, right? It, it was strange refing. Like we talked about this a little off air. Like you got nipped by a Vinatieri field goal, but it probably should have been tied at that point anyway. And like Denver, Denver was moving the ball with the refs. It's not like those penalties weren't it was all ref assisted, but just a weird way to have an offense where they were getting, I think they had more first downs by penalty than by pass. It was a really, uh, that was an ugly game. I said this to Whale off air. I think both teams deserve to lose that. I guess they both couldn't. That's a tough, that's a tough spot for Denver though, as far as losing that game. Cause it was kind of a, it was there for the taking. Like that was their bond. That was their yeah. bounce back spot in a semi week AFC where they could probably get right again. Indianapolis betters preseason Undertaker coaching Jeff. coaching yeah, Undertaker still Jeff. super. Me- oh yeah, that's oh yeah. yeah for sure. Although everyone in the AFC South won today, we have a new dynasty in the football and the AFC South where everyone wins every week. Um, but in seriousness, I want to blame that Denver loss uh, squarely you know, again. Mm-hmm. Coaching oh, yeah. coaching matters a ton. There were teams that lost specifically because their coach made the wrong decision at the end of games. And Vic Fangio's near the top of the list. Probably not as high. He doesn't deserve to be as high as Matt Nagy does, um, but he deserves to be up there. And he had an opportunity with third and five, third and five at midfield to coming out of the two minute warning to run a more aggressive play call. And they could have effectively won the game if they convert that third and five. Instead, they hand off the ball to force the Colts to use their last time out like that in any way, shape or form is going to matter when you're punting the ball back to them to give them the opportunity to try to drive for the game winning field goal. Like that was as cowardly a third and five call as I've ever seen because it number one, it had no chance. And number two, it was very patently like, we're not going to go for this first down. We're just going to give them the ball back, trust our defense and, um, and, you know, take this super important timeout away from them. Like that, that was awful, awful call by Fangio, his old boss, Matt Nagy, 
you have any thoughts if you're a Bear, Bears fan? Is it going good tonight? <laughs> no. God, no. Jesus. That was a – like that That might be the theme of the day. Ugly games. There was a lot of points in the Tennessee game, but that was an ugly game. Kind of marred, again, by late a late whistle that maybe shouldn't have been blown. Even, even the Seattle-Atlanta game, almost unwatchable in the second half, where Seattle – the, in you know the conspiracy theories with with uh, maybe you know the coaches liking each other not wanting to put the foot on the throat and get a guy fired but I think that was very much that the case. That, that probably was the case um the the Arizona game was not fun to watch the Jets Jacksonville game was not fun to watch what was the other one here that I'm trying to find oh even just like the, we bet on the Eagles we got plus money on the Eagles, which, you know, congratulations to everybody who's been saying it forever. The Bills aren't a great team. I will not say the Bills are a bad team. Like everything, all the, you know, all the arguments on Twitter, or, uh, chat groups and whatnot, everything seems to be so black and white. And I, I don't want, I don't want to go out and say like, oh, the Bills are bad and they're going to lose and see, <laughs> look at us and beat our chest. Like the Bills are not a bad team. They're going to the playoffs. They'll be a wild yeah. card in the AFC, but they're not a great team. They're not a. They're not. They shouldn't be in the in the same you know echelon as the other five and one, five and a two teams. And the, they shouldn't have been favored versus the Eagles. The only way that that was going to happen was you know as far as them getting a win was a bad quarterback beating a bad secondary, and he just doesn't have the arm to do that. And then the weather came in and just made extra sure that that wasn't going to happen. So sure. that was a, that was a. Oh, that was a gross game. The weather, yeah, the weather, the refs and the coaches kind of fucked us out of some good football today because, like you said, not only the the call that you referenced, but all across the league, just really questionable coaching calls all over. And I don't want to harp on it like the analytics community does, but we know we've read enough articles. We've seen enough like actual evidence to show, like, don't you want to make plays they're going to improve your win percentage as a team. Like that should be the end decision made by any coach and repeatedly coach are not making those plays. Even the Texans got the win. Uh, I guess if you bet the Texans, they didn't cover, they didn't get their team total. We didn't get our over in that game. Fuck sakes. But the Texans, for some reason, just running into the line when they were getting anything they wanted against that pass defense. That they pass had eight, defense, eight negative plays. <laughs> yeah. Eight like, plays for negative yards? How, how is that possible? Watson Watson was finding guys every time he dropped back. And they still, oh, second and, you know, second and whatever. We better run it up the gut into the line and lose three yards. Make this third down a little tougher on him. Make sure he has to scramble around and get it for us. He, and, sh you know, shout out to Deshaun. He was really great today. He put his body on the line a few times, which I don't love yeah. if I'm a game winning fan. touchdown. Jesus. His game-winning touchdown was incredible. That was incredible. He was great today. Um, other than that, uh, like a team, I just kind of shit on everybody. I'd see. I don't think there's much good to say after. I know. I don't. Football. I, even like Drew Brees can't throw deep. No, <laughs> still he can't. Um, I, they, I, they played a they yeah. played a very bad I, secondary. They played a team yeah. with a pretty bad defense. Mm -hmm. uh, that that score is where it should be. They should beat the shit out of Arizona at home with their leader. Yeah. But man, if Drew Brees has to go deep in the playoffs 
in a tight it's game. Not, yeah, it's I'm, not I'm nervous. I'm, I'm putting Teddy in. Like, remember when they threw Brissett in to throw that hail mary for luck? Yeah, Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where yeah you put Taysom Hill Hill in for the long bomb. If there was any, I guess San Francisco. Obviously, you can't say anything bad about that. Like they, yeah, they San Francisco was clicking in every phase. They went, they hung on fifty bird. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, the defense, the, the defense, and the running was really good. Tevin Coleman awesome. had the Bundy day. It yep. was a really good running game from them, and yeah, they they pretty much stymied Carolina right away. Yeah, that's uh, we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing this now two weeks in a row. The two teams that had played in London and had a bye um, came back in like dog shit. Last week it was uh, Oakland and uh, Chicago just making mistakes. You know, like the Chicago losing so badly at home as a favorite. That was awful. And then this week, uh, Carolina completely no showed. Uh, and Tampa Bay was extremely sloppy, I thought. So it's, uh, it's 0 4 for teams off the bye after having played in London to this point. And uh, we'll see what the Rams and the, uh, I guess the Rams and the Bengals would be the next one. That was a lucky, in the end, that was a lucky cover. It took an overturn penalty to get that Rams ticket home. Um, but it, that was never in doubt, really. Like, they were so much better. And they could have, they did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. I don't have a strong read as to who the likely winner of the NFC West is. I know San Francisco has a two-game lead. I, we're still not seeing especially crisp, uh, impressive play from Jimmy Garoppolo. We're just seeing that you know Kyle Shanahan is a good coach in a league that has like four of them, and this is that's all you need apparently. Uh, so and they on their defense is continuing to play spectacular football. So um, San Francisco. You know, best coach team, best defense, top three uh, defense. It's still, it's still. I, I meant, you know, I meant, we, we talk three. about this. I, we had an excuse earlier in the season when we'd say, "Well, I just don't know what this team is yet. We've only had a three games." But even with the Patriots right now, I still can. We still can't say just is this a good defense or is this a historic defense with the yeah. turnover luck they've had and the opponents that they've played. When we, you know, we talked about this in the preview pod last week. We thought this would be a really good game. We thought this was going to be a matchup against probably division leaders if you wanted to go by the odds, and it wasn't. Again, it was a a team that you know New England was favored by double digits again. So it, yeah. it's super tough to say. I'd like to see New England up against a really good offense, and then if they do that, then give me Patriots to win the Super Bowl, whatever number minus five hundred. I don't care. We get that next week, and we'll get there in yep. a second. But oh, yeah. but before moving off that game, can we kind of can we put some context around how inequipped Freddie Kitchens is as an NFL head coach? It's not good. It's not good. He doesn't know what he's doing, like at all. Nope. It's one of the more, I mean, you know, even besides coming off a bye and spotting the Patriots um, a 17-point lead on the back of three just outrageously bad turnovers, um, the stuff in the end of the game, going for it on fourth and 11, but deciding too late and not having your play call and getting a delay of game because you don't have timeouts and then trying to go for it from fourth and 16 inside your own 20, and that's the play you called, then... I mean, there was just, it was just a complete clown show. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, if the Browns were like, yeah, we're going to move on. 
the Steve Volk style. I would I would subscribe to that. I would be fine with that. I don't think it's an overreaction. He just he doesn't even remotely have the uh, you know have have the goods for being an NFL coach at this time. Um, yeah, we, we, I tried. To, I made the longest analogy ever when we were off, but just it's like he was a good he was a good offensive play caller. We don't know if he's a good head coach, but doing both of them, he's doing both jobs shittily. He's not yes. good at either right now. It's, it's you're failing struggle. at both jobs. You're Thank failing you. at both jobs. So you're you're dragging down yeah. an offense that has a legitimate young quarterback talent, two receivers with you know these are two Pro Bowl receivers. You have a good running back. The offensive line isn't great, but you have pieces, and he's really failing the offense right now as a play caller. Mm-hmm. And he's failing the entire team as a head coach, making some of those decisions down the stretch. It's rough right now. So yeah, they they do need to. I don't. I gotta look at a schedule. I don't even know who they get next week. Cleveland's schedule turns to dog poo easy from here on in. They tra- I mean, traveling to Denver. Denver coming off a tough, tight loss. Yeah, I'm not like getting. I'm not getting excited to back Browns there. I might. I know you will. You love you love doing that to yourself. They're dogs. I know, but not by much. They can actually do shit. I know. They Flacco is horrible, dude. Like I can't believe we only got 13 points against that indie defense the way they were playing today. Um, That was pathetic. Uh, Anyway, before we kind of wrap up our thoughts on the week and move on to looking ahead at the card. Number one, congratulations on the mustache um, tease. Good work. Um, rolling on, rolling I'm on. mad that that under didn't hit. That was, I can't believe that Darnold was still slinging it the way he was slinging it. So haphazardly and his turnovers gave, giving the Jags short field, you know, the, the doomed that, uh, you know, the, and the Jets defense finally kind of just cracking like that was doomed that under. And I was pretty pissed. Um, and, uh, yeah, to, to, put, to put a bow on something I was bringing up earlier, like I know San Francisco has a two game lead. Seattle and the Rams won in convincing fashion today. Rams, Goff looks like he's playing with confidence again. He's got his, he was absolutely nails in a couple of, you know, d- pretty, pretty deep balls to, he's, you know, he's very Cup. good when he's not under yeah. pressure. Yeah. But, very man, good. I don't, Whatever you make the line, I would I couldn't take them against the Niners again. No, like he's so bad against pressure, and maybe maybe that's something we need to be looking for as we move on. If there is improvement on that interior offensive line, because sure. if if weeks go by and they play some teams with some better pass rushes, and they're keeping him clean, they're keeping him from getting pressured. The Rams are absolutely a dangerous team. They have right, a like great the offensive weapons. Same, yeah, same exact exactly. kind of deal. Great. They have some great offensive weapons on the outside. And Goff is an accurate passer when he's not under pressure. So if that offensive line improves at all, it's a for sure a dangerous playoff team. So who then? Uh, Seattle still, obviously, Russell Wilson does QB out of those three. Um, mm-hmm. Who Seattle, Rams, San Francisco. Do you think San Francisco's built themselves enough of a lead through halfway through the season to uh, to clinch that division? I mean, I have a little bit of San Francisco at a pretty nice number to win the NFC West. Should I be big trying to figure out when and where to enter on some of these other teams to cover that? Uh, we should look. I mean, we need to do a little deeper schedule dive, I think, to look at that. But yeah, it's it's like everybody has one thing and then San Francisco has a couple. You know, like the, the clearly the best quarterback up in Seattle. 
probably the best overall offensive talent team would be the Rams. Yes. And the Niners, clearly, and it's not close, the best defense and probably the best coach, best scheme. Like they just have a few more boxes to tick and a two game lead. I'm not looking to hedge out pretty heavily if you have anything. I mean, look and look at their next game. They go down to the desert to play the Cardinals. 10 point favorites, nine nine points, it looks like. It's going to be 10 by the time it gets there. Yeah, that's a bet for me. Right now, the Cardinals, just the Cardinals under pressure from that front seven, that's going to be a fucking mess. Yeah. The Niners aren't, yeah, the rookie head coach on a Thursday, the Niners aren't going to need to score that many points because they're going to, they're going to be getting turnovers. They're going to have plus field position. I'll lay, I'll lay chalk on the roads. Give me the, give me the Niners on Thursday already. I mean, road teams continue to cover at just an absolutely stupid club. Yeah. Their road field advantage is super high. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't. I just I still don't have a strong feel for the arc of these teams. Like if San Francisco is like this good and they sustain this excellence through the season, or are you know like are is are the Niners last year's Bears? You know, like are they just keep compiling wins on the back of just unbelievable um, defensive play? And if their offense happens to show up on a given day, that's a bonus. <laughs> you know, so instead yeah, of just beating a team, they beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I mean, I get. I kind of get the Bears. Um, comparison, but they're not. I mean, they have a they have a nice differential. I think they, and I don't know if this is before today. They're plus four. That's either before today or after today, which is high. But they're not. You know, they're not one of the top teams. It has like a six, seven plus seven team. If you're the Patriots, what was yeah, the, they, what were the turnovers so today? They, they've been super. Today. They've been super opportunistic. But they've also been sloppy. There's been a lot of fumbles, a lot of picks for Jimmy G. It's like they're not a very consistent offense. They and they do turn the ball over. They're they're just playing cleanly enough everywhere else that they're still winning. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Jimmy G has. I mean, he's thrown seven or eight picks already this year. Like that's why their their differential isn't great. They have ten interceptions, I think. And again, I think what I'm looking at right now is before today. But Jimmy G has thrown a bunch. He threw seven. But yeah, so, I mean, your, your differential is going to be great when your quarterback's giving that up. And I just don't think that's going to be a case when we get to Thursday. That's not a defense. You're going to throw a lot of picks against in the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's going to be yeah. – it's, it's, it's going to be like 3 nothing turnover differential for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so you think the Niners are a bet on Thursday and get it now before it gets to 10? Actually, yeah, he opened it at eight. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing Arizona money. Uh, that surprises me. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback on Thursday night football in a short week against that defense. Uh, Get I the think, fuck out of here. That's you know, horrible. Classic sharp angle of just fading a team like you got a team that got the shit kicked out of them versus the a team that looked getting, way too the, good. Somebody is just auto laying the home team, like laying mm-hmm. wood to them every Thursday too. And, it's not working out great. Yeah, I can get eight and a half minus five at Chris right now. Yeah, that seems bettable to me. Mm-hmm. I just did. Okay, Niners. I agree with that. Um, as far as looking ahead for next week, did anything else early. pop out at you? Well, a couple points I want to make. Super, super early London game. Uh, oh, I and love it. It's 
the Jags home away from home, the Jaguars, your boy, Mustache Minshew, only a two and a half point dog in jolly old England. I'm teasing this twice. I'm teasing this. I'm teasing this in my mustache teaser. And I'm probably teasing it just straight up if it stays anywhere near this. Like you think uh, Watson sustained any got any dinks today? He was hurting pretty good after that last touchdown pass. I think it'll be a he'll be fine. He's used to it. He's what about JJ Watt? JJ Watt's done for the year. So how many points to the chat boys score? For sure. We can't say that for sure, but it looked pretty bad. They're saying probably a torn pack, which is not great. So how many points do the do the Jags score? Because that Houston defense is hot trash. I want to rewatch part of that because I think that that point total for Jacksonville wasn't super indicative of their offensive talent. No, their corner, uh, I mean, the corners are rough, yeah. and Minshew will have a day with them. That over, if you're alluding to it, that over probably is going to get some money. That probably yeah. can take up to 49. It's not a terrible yeah. look. Okay. Um, other stuff that pops as far as interesting, like I don't know what Chicago does from here. Uh, Philadelphia, obviously, right in the ship and with their backs against the wall, save their season, blah, blah, blah. Instead of minus three, we see minus five hosting Chicago and Mitch Trubisky, who really sputtered, really they, the, that game was there for the taking. The blame will be shouldered on the sad kicker. Um, kicking woes in Chicago will never end. Um, and I would say no worse place to send your team as they struggle, as you have you know, chemistry issues than a Philly team who looks to have turned the corner and is getting healthier, has figured some shit out, and who are now backs against the wall again. We got to get some wins here if we're going to keep pace with the rest of the NFC. Do you go back to the wall with Philly? Do we just keep trying to milk that now that we've finally got the bylaw on them? <laughs> well, and again, a lot of times we talk about the matchups within the game rather than just as a whole, like, how do you beat this Philly team? Minnesota showed how you beat this Philly team. You have a competent passing offense. Exactly. That destroys a really bad defense, defensive secondary. And Allen Robinson is great. That poor guy has played his whole career with like Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky now. That's rough. That's not fun. But uh, he... He's my worry if Mitch can get his head on his shoulders, but I I don't know if I want to lay the four and a half, but I'm certainly not looking to take the points here. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at I want to see how this one moves. I would definitely lean Philly just because they they seem to be hitting their stride. Granted, we just said like we didn't believe Buffalo was that good, but I don't believe the Bears are any good either. The Bears yeah. coaching has been a train wreck. Their kicking is really a bad. train wreck. Their offense yeah. is a train wreck. Their defense is still good. So if, yeah. if the Philly if the Philly offense moves, it's over. Curtains. Yeah. I mean it could be 24-10. And the Philly uh I mean the Philly offense can move, I think in large part we're seeing a step back from the Chicago defense because they've sustained some important mm-hmm. injuries and they lost some players obviously uh, they couldn't keep the defense together in entirety and now with the you know couple injuries they've sustained you can double Khalil Mack you can take away his ability to be a game changer so 
Philadelphia probably lies. I don't know if I'm going. I don't know if I need. I need. I need to kind of breathe on them for a little bit. It's been a. It's been a emotional season uh, playing Philly games. Um, so we'll see. It's also been an emotional. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a money line parlay. I haven't played a lot of those. I used to. I played a lot of those like behind the scenes last year. And every week I was pissed that they didn't post it because they just kept winning. Like I seem to have a good grasp on on betting. I don't know if I see a great pair for that though. Oh no! It would it would be Seattle. Okay. Rough spot for Tampa coming off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I like that call actually. Seattle could have scored fifty today. Yeah, but that doesn't mean. I mean, they get to go home and they get to they get a they get a team having to come across the country after a loss they shouldn't have taken. I don't know if you think that's going to fire them up. Jameis Winston kind of sucks. He does. Their their crazy insane travel continues. They were London road road mm-hmm. again. Jesus. Yeah. No. What that's a, it's a tough spot for Tampa spot. to go over there. Like I'm, they I'm, have the weapons that can score on Seattle though. Does yeah, you're right though. Seattle wins the game. You're right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm all about laying the points. The total's probably right about where it needs to be too. I think Seattle puts up what they want on Tampa, but Tampa gets their Tampa gets their fair show points too, because Seattle Seattle can't stop a, a half yeah. competent offense right now. Oh how about Oakland? You see them as small favorites against Detroit? Does that look like a better spot for them? Detroit money line. Whoa. That offense you, is legit. Dude, the Raiders the Raiders defense has whiffs of quitting. You don't think? Uh-uh. I'm probably okay. gonna, I'm probably gonna get on the Lions. I don't want to take a plus one and a half, but that offense okay. that offense is still clicking. Like, that offense the, uh, is, that offense is better than the Texans' offense, and they have. Yeah. I don't even want to say they have a better coach. Maybe they have a better scheme to fit the fit the coach. Their offensive line hasn't been terrible. Like I think they go down there and beat the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. the Raiders hype is a little too high right now. Yeah. Talk about two teams that I do not have a feel for. Um, what in the hell to make of that Tennessee-Carolina game? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, Carolina's defense was horrible today. They no-showed. Tennessee, you know, got a sloppy, ugly win against Tampa Bay, uh, who, you know, was ineffective in the key phases of the game. Um, I don't think either of these teams is particularly good. Uh, I, I don't know how Carolina conceded a 50-burger. Um, 40 and a half seems like a low total with uh, Tannehill running a much more efficient and effective offense for Tennessee. Do you have any thoughts on an over in uh, Carolina? I wanted to look at this box score a little. Okay. To, to actually – and I, I'm speaking to the Carolina-San Francisco one because – while I already said, yeah, I'd bet on San Francisco just because I like that matchup, I really want to know, like, what was happening there on the the Panthers' offensive. Like, I didn't watch a ton of that game, I guess. I watched parts, you know, it was more of a red zone catch. But I really want to see – and you, you don't get to see all the Carolina drives that stop on red zone. So I want to see what happened there before I can get a feel on exactly what happened with Carolina. Yeah, they got run runs. on. I mean, they can get yeah. you can run on them. Jimmy G, you say, oh, they dropped a fifty burger. You see how many yards Jimmy G threw for? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't impressive at all. No, it was it was a run. It was a defense. I'd like to see like where the average field position was. I guess. 
Because just just looking at just looking at the numbers, they couldn't how did tackle they, how did Kevin, they score Tevin Coleman points? at all though. Like if you can't tackle Tevin Coleman, you're gonna have a tough time tackling Derek Henry. And it looked like it looked like kind of a theme here. And again, we can give Shanahan some credit. Was that they were running. They were running quite easily on this Carolina defense. And I guess how do you how do you think that flushes out next week? I think uh Art Smith is like water at the mouth to call some halfback dives. I know. So what do you think of that total now? <laughs> well it's still it's still forty. Low as hell. I yeah, know. It's low as hell. I know okay, it's, so it's I don't want to get an I don't want to dip into that. an under again. I know. Let's think but I, I don't I don't know if I can get excited about an over. In, uh, I'm saying Christian McCaffrey away. versus Art Art running the ball. Are we saying we're staying a million miles away from Washington Buffalo? Yeah, probably. Too bad that's 37. If that was a 40, I would have been hammering that under. These Washington games go so fast; they just absolutely eat the clock. It's weird to watch it and see it play out in real time. Um, I'm seeing a 36 and a half at Chris right now. That's a good number, <laughs> probably. Um, that's I, fair. We'll wait. We'll wait and hear what's going on with KC before tackling Minnesota, Kansas City, which might be one of the better games of the week. Uh, Indianapolis heads to Pittsburgh. I like their chances there. Their small favorites on the road is interesting. Um, we see Cleveland, as, as mentioned, takes on Denver as the small dog. Uh, maybe they get a little road magic. Denver has not been playing especially well at home, uh, and we'll hold off on Green Bay Chargers. Chargers. Kind of, you know, I don't think they saved their season three and five. You're, you know, you're still in deep fucking trouble trying to make a, a playoff spot in the AFC this year. So I don't really know what to make of that. I didn't think they looked that great. Um, 17 points against that Bears defense, the way they were playing wasn't all that impressive. They are probably going to be, you know, they're probably going to have low, pretty low resistance uh, to uh, this Green Bay offense. Anyway, the um, game of the week. Early thoughts on Patriots at Ravens. We had expected to see a six and a half here. And instead of that, Patriots coming off of another cover, beating the brakes off of a supposed AFC uh, competition for the title in Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. Well, they just beat you know they beat them with their eyes closed, one hand time behind their backs. Their pass defense conceded what's a touchdown and two field goals. Um, it was not an especially uh, hard win for them in a pretty gross weather day. Well, why did this open at four instead of six and a half? You think that is a goddamn mystery? And I, if you have the answer to that. Well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be asking this question to a few people. I think you are, too. I think probably we're going to be asking a lot of the same people, what the hell, why? I, I don't know. Maybe the, the rest? It's not like the, the rest wasn't predetermined, though, when, when you're looking at the look-aheads. Like, what did, what did New England do to deserve a two-point downgrade in this, I guess? I know. I, I really can't say. Um, I am excited. I'm just jacked. Even if I don't bet this game blessed to have a great primetime game with two yeah. two I honestly I, I think Harbaugh's a top coach I put him in my top five he's a smart coach it's made do with what he's been given he's got a Super Bowl he's he's let this offense be built around what he has for a quarterback and and played to his strengths it's not you know it's not the same as 
be on the other side of the ball where you have a, a nice pocket passer who's been that way for 20 years. Yeah. Doing it a little differently, but this offense is really fun to watch. It's going to be really exciting to see if Lamar can finally, some, you know, somebody can crack this defense. They gave up a lot of running yards to Nick Chubb, but I, that didn't translate to any competitiveness from Cleveland. Um, Baker Mayfield went through for 194. Uh, they threw another pick. I uh, didn't. Uh, we were, uh, by the time this got out of hand, and when it was clear the Browns were not going to get the cover, I kind of was hoping for some junk picks from Baker, but not to be. Um, instead, they did it with fumbles, so they doubly fucked me. Uh, a defense scoring another touchdown for the Patriots is crazy too. That's their fourth of the year. I think there are some passing offenses in the NFL that I'm not sure have gotten four passing touchdowns this year. And the Patriots defense has four, so go figure. Yeah, um, Ingr- and Ingram's knocking off four point seven a carry over about a hundred carries. Like they they have two legitimate rushing. Actually, Gus, Ed- Gus Edwards. Yeah, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has had fifty carries for about four point five a carry, and the the highest yards per carry on the team obviously belongs to the highest poor carries in the league at six point nine yards per total. So, 83 totes for 576. He's off this week, and he's still going to be top 15 rusher in the league as Incredible. far as uh, for the season. So, it, it, yeah, if they can beat him on the ground, God, are we looking at an under? I don't, I don't know. know if we are. No. Uh, I don't believe I in Baltimore's know. defense right now. So it's going to be a fun I just game. Need to know, I just need to know why we're not taking this low price with the Patriots because a primetime game, uh, with this defense and the you know their ability to bait, you know they they can put the exact you know um, plan on the field that the uh, Chargers did last year. They can completely mix up their coverage. Like the Chargers in the playoffs last year had exactly the right um, you know. Stacked their, you know, their defensive backfield with, um, you know, with cornerbacks, and basically said, "Look, we're going to have multiple guys spying on you, Jackson, and we're going to make it very tough for you to read, you know, where to throw. We're going to you're going to be seeing ghosts, and uh, and that it was extremely effective in limiting him for three and a half quarters in that playoff game. I would expect the Patriots to go directly with that. I know they've been playing a ton of man this year. I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if we don't see much man at all." Um, because you don't really have to against the Baltimore receivers. All you got to do is, you know, is is confuse the kid a little bit, which I think you probably can. I just don't know why aren't we like why is this such a bettable number on New England? I feel like I was looking forward to backing New England finally in this spot, and now I don't understand why I'm being given free points. Yeah, it feels like if we weren't. Are we letting it get in the way that we're in love with Lamar Jackson? We're in love with the Ravens. We're no, in love with it. our futures. That's that's because if I was just if I was just looking at looking at the New England's work, their body of work so far this season, even against the lower level of you know competition they've played in a lot of these games, that just feels like a low number. It's gonna get it does. It, it is, no, like, it's a road game. I mean, it's a road game. So you say New England's ten points better at home. Maybe it does seem fair. That's fair. Okay. It's a fair number, I think. It, it is still a road game. 
but again, you have one of the best coaches of all time. So it's not going to let that affect them. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I probably won't bet this game. Teams teams have been coming out of the bye so clunky. I just I don't. It doesn't look like a good spot for Baltimore. It doesn't. Um, I know Baltimore has traditionally been, you know, New England kryptonite. Um, Harbaugh's got a couple of couple of ways to make the Patriots look real bad. Um, Patriots offense didn't look great today again. Like they continue to not look great, but it doesn't really matter. They did enough uh, to win comfortably. So, yeah, the weather sucked there too, though. Did it did it did. We're seeing the effect of rain be more important to this point in the season than wind, bizarrely. And did you notice that? Yeah. Like a bunch of the windy games have gone way over the total and a bunch of the rainy games, which you didn't see much of market market kind of yawned at some of the rain games and they went way under. So kind of weird, uh, weird season, really. Um, I don't really have any other reads for these early looks on this card here. Kind of another bummer of primetime slate because Thursday and Monday are both trash. You think Dallas can, comes off there by with uh, some momentum and buries the Giants? I kind of want to look at coming off a bye now with some of those quotes we've seen from Shani. Yeah. Like, is there a, a couple of there, a couple of coaches? We need to like, that. yeah, we need to like give. Uh, we we always talk about this, but like actually do a quantifiable number for coaches, like an average coach, how far above or below an average coach are you? Uh, and then see how teams off a of bye do based on their coaching mm-hmm. against the spread. Cause I, I think a good, a good coach knows how to get a team back into the mix of things. It's, I mean, it's just like anywhere you've ever worked. If you had like a vacation, it's so hard to come back from vacation and just get right into it. Like that's such a shitty day at work. Same thing with these, these buys for this team. Yeah. If you don't have a coach that's pushing you, that's reminding you that this, this is not a slack off day, this needs to be a good practice. We still only have so many days before the next game. You're going to have shitty practices, and that translates yeah. to a shitty game plan and a shitty result. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Rams going by, uh, I agree with all that. And I generally think. The buys. I, we have Dallas and Baltimore coming off a buy, so we'll just have to kind of watch those performances, I guess, and see if we can draw any collections. Because, I mean, you know, any draw any conclusions. Because, I, I, again, I think, you know, Harbaugh, one of four good coaches in the NFL, five, maybe. Yeah. I guess I keep, I go back and forth on Peterson, the way he's playing, coaching this year, but clearly the top tier is Belichick, Shanahan, Reich, and, and uh, Harbaugh. Anyone else you think that kind of fits that? That group, I mean, Belichick is in his own level. Yeah, he's, on a, he's in a different one. And then put Andy Reid just below them because he bungles the clock consistently. <laughs> yeah, he does. We'll be able to put him there. Okay. Yeah, it looks like Atlanta, Cincinnati, the Rams, and the Saints are off this week. And like you said, Baltimore and Dallas are coming off a bye, so it'll be interesting to see. Because I think the, you know, as we just talked about, how do you think a good coach? comes off a bye versus a bad coach coming off a bye. And I think we have a pretty good uh, real-life example of that this week. Yep. In Garrett Narbaugh. Did uh, Dan Kukun get fired yet? He did not. Um, Did Drew Brees' performance today dampen your enthusiasm about the Saints in the NFC? 
No, I just, I guess I hope he makes it through the rest of the year so he can cash that stupid little prop. I'd be mad if that lost because of Teddy's, Teddy's run. Uh, I think they're still a really good team. That was a, that wasn't a good test. Like we said, if he has to play a tough defense and he has to throw it late and he has to throw it down the field, it's going to be tricky because that arm is, is noodly. But that said, it's a good team. He's got a lot of good pieces around him. If Kamara gets healthy and the defense comes around, it could be like we've seen Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl with less of an arm than that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, their schedule out of the bye. <laughs> They're 7-1, and one, by the way. Their schedule out of the bye. Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. <laughs> they get the poo-poo platter four in a row of the uh, NFC South, presumably by Thanksgiving night, where you are New Orleans at the Falcons. That sucks. That's a bummer. Thanksgiving night is another Atlanta Atlanta game. God damn it. Um, yeah, presumably we'll we'll know that the uh, the Saints have won the NFC South by that point. Then they finish with Niners, Colts, Titans, Panthers. So they're not really going up against any teams that they're going to have to sh- be on beef high powered offense, you know, to this point through the rest of the season. It's going to be the playoffs before we know if there if, they, if there is a test coming or not. Yeah, pretty much. So we won't really know. That'll be a fun playoff game to not bet on. <laughs> what if it's Minnesota? He, oh God, that would be. That'd it seems be like that's, that'd be a fun. Like that's where we're headed here. That'd be a fun matchup. The only thing better would be Drew Brees getting hurt, and you have the Teddy Bridgewater revenge game at halftime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, God, weird week. It's been a weird couple of weeks here. Second still, quarter of the season is. Even though I, I shit on a lot of games, I still had fun watching. Yeah. Same. Same. I was excited for a while. I thought I could go six and zero in the morning slate. It looked like it was possible. Man, I re- I think we really did deserve that over in the ten or in the Texans game. That was the worst beat of the week for me for sure. Yeah. Um, the refs in that one, man. I had some sideways looks at some of those holding calls that happened to take points off the board, especially at the end there. But it is what it is. Refs are part of. Part of the uh, part of the equation. And your Equinox parlay going to go through? It is. So I did go action. I didn't go action on the baseball game. So it's knocked down. It's knocked down a leg already because uh, the Scherzer got uh, scratched there. Oh, he, Scherzer got scratched, huh? <laughs> did you not hear? Are you serious? Yeah, I got my head in the sand on this baseball thing. Really? Yeah, Scherzer, Scherzer woke up. He couldn't. He said, there's no chance I'm pitching. But I do have... so Literally impossible to pitch with Nick Man. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. That's not so good. I had Paris Saint, Saint-Germain over two and a half. That cash in the first half. The, Lakers, <laughs> the Seahawks first half team total. No, the Seahawks first half over 23. Wait, which which um, our boy Mags made the joke that's a high first half team total but i guess we'll i'll see and then he's like i'm not bragging but this age 12 which I, I, forgot. I gotta give him some props on that that's it funny did. seahawks that covered good. the first half total by themselves the astros team total was supposed to be the third leg which is scratched now because i already placed this bet 
and it was not actioned. And then Lakers under two seventeen. That was and they uh, oh in the in the hockey game. I have the Blackhawks money line. They're up two nothing right now. So if the Blackhawks finish it, I'll just be looking for a Lakers under, which I will not hedge because I did not put very much on this, and it's okay. all for fun because it's the holiday. It's down well, to two sixteen at Pinnacle. So I wish you would listen to me for the NBA. I told you to bet Oklahoma City team total over. Yeah, and they scored 120. Well, you were responding because you, you slept in, apparently. No, I did. I responded. Like two oh, hours like, later. It was, after, it was after you already got it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Brooklyn, man. Memphis going to overtime. All right. Enough know, NBA. We'll game. save, that, save right. that for deep diving save for another the day. NBA. Another day. Um, all right, man. We'll get after it week nine. Halfway through the season. Uh, eight weeks down, eight weeks to go. We'll probably take off week 17. And uh, yeah, I'll say that, but we make a few bets. I know we'll make a few, but not even are close to the same stakes or, or size of my card really on that week. So, um, all right, keep an eye on. Uh, there's there wasn't really any injury news that popped to you that looks super meaningful, right? I guess we don't know who Washington's quarterback is going to be. It's probably going to be a disaster anyway, <laughs> right? So, who cares? yeah, besides what, there wasn't anyone else get hurt, ton of big ones. I'm going to dig into that later on here. I feel like a lot of the injury news went against me later this week for, some, for whatever reason. No one in San Francisco, Arizona, right? That was two healthy squads. Yeah. I'm going to go to my injury people that I was search. Okay. So, perfect. All right. We'll do a, we'll do a halftime scope tonight. Hopefully your Sunday didn't go too bad. And uh, yeah. we'll, talk to you. we'll talk to you Wednesday night as we break down the entire card. All right, okay, sounds great. Next best, best of Luke getting the rest. Best luck getting the rest of that uh, Equinox probably home. I hope you hit that. That'll be fun. Easy money. <laughs>